0: From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein, here with Pam Pibus, Ashley's certified inspector at Inspecting Like a Girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from HouseWorks. On today's show, we want to work on the most important room in the house. You know the one, the one that's the hangout, the restaurant, where everybody just kind of comes around during the holidays. From Kitchen Tuna, we welcome Carlos Lloyd, who has helped many homes in the Metro Jackson area upgrade their kitchen. You can join the conversation with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464, or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How are you guys doing this morning?
1: Really good. How
0: you? Well, doing well. Jeff, you with us?
2: Yes, can you hear
0: me? Oh, yes, sir, I can, loud and clear. There you go. Thank you. Um, so this morning, some uh, neat stuff going on. Over the weekend, I've i, I uh, have been out for a couple of days here, but I did a big project this weekend, guys, i got to tell you about. First, I need to hear what you guys are up to. Pam, what did you get into this week?
1: Well, I want to give a shout-out to our local farm. Market in Jackson on Mm -hmm. High Street. Uh, Some friends and I, less than 700, there was not 700 of us, it was three of us, Mm -hmm. got together and we bought us a bunch of peaches. Mm -hmm. And we sat outside because the weather had cooled off and we peeled those son of a guns and cut them up and put a little lemon on them Uh and then stuck them in the freezers. And then we did keep enough to make a peach cobbler. So that was what I did this weekend. No home uh, improvement type projects, but boy, did I have a good time doing that.
0: So you know, that's an interesting thing to say there because it, you looked at the peaches as a project. I would have looked at the peaches as more as food, so I might have <laughs> eaten them when I brought them home. So, so you're not a big uh, you don't you don't keep the uh, the peeling on a on a peach. The skin on the peach.
1: Actually, one of my friends took that home. She called her mama up in North Mississippi, uh-huh. who told her how to boil those suckers down and make something. Boil? What?
0: What are, what are she we doing here? She's gonna let
1: me know which what they're doing with the peelings, but and then I took the seeds and uh, we threw those away. But I did throw a few out to the dogs because they like to crunch on them for some reason.
0: Okay. <laughs> Well, y'all did everything but eat a peach, so I'm just gonna lay that out there. Oh
1: no, we ate some. Oh, okay, good. Definitely ate some. Okay.
0: (laughs) Jeff, what have you gotten into?
2: Well, I went to Smith Lake.
0: (laughs) Ooh, even better.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So we were wakeboarding and jumping off of uh, cliffs and
0: jumping off of cliffs. All right, wait a second. You said we was Jeff including in the jumping?
2: Well I mean somebody had to take a picture of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. Supervisor. There we go. No, right. There
2: was no cliff jumping by Jeff. No,
0: okay. Uh I'm
1: with Jeff.
0: <laughs> you know, my wife and I here this, this this neat little project that we that we did, uh we were at a local park in town and this park has these giant uh metal poles going up into the air, right? Well at the top of these poles are these taut pieces of fabric that go from one pole to another and all the all it's, it's not for rain or anything like that the whole point of this top piece of fabric is to keep the area cool and in shade because there's no shade at this particular park my wife and i thought it was a great idea for our deck somehow to figure this out so this weekend we got one of these giant pieces of uh, of, uh we we ordered it online a giant piece of fabric with you know like hooks on the corners and did one of these projects, you know, I put a couple of uh, posts in the ground and then a couple on the house and unbelievable. This thing is real taut, completely over the deck. It's not rainproof. We didn't intend it to be rainproof. But we had always used like umbrellas and things like that on the deck. Now we just walk out, everything's there. Of course, we strung some lights, too, because that was, you know, Mississippi. So, anyway, uh, that was the big project this weekend. That was a lot of fun though, and I got to to uh, try the different theories that are used here on Fix It One Hundred and One of how to put a post in the ground with what material, whether it be concrete or uh, pea gravel or whatever. And uh, I think I did it well. So,
1: did you use a metal post or did you use wood?
0: Wood. I used okay. wood. Yeah, I used a wood post and uh, used a little pea gravel on the bottom of the hole and then uh, concrete on top of that. So I'm hoping that works out.
2: Now, Jason, was it difficult finding the post?
0: The post, well, you know what? That's funny. I was going to mention that to you, Jeff, because we went in this little jaunt, we went shopping for lumber. Oh my gosh, there is none. Yeah. I, know. I was floored. We were, I was looking for a pressure-treated, you know, outdoor four-by-four uh, right. four post. Just a, It's a very standard piece of wood that you can usually find in bulk anywhere. Um, and and these places are wiped out from lumber. It's unbelievable. I had to go to a place that I almost never go uh, to find some of the lumber that I needed. But, uh,
2: well, you know, and that that's twofold. It, it's done two things. It's... It's slowed our house building down, our remodeling down. It slowed it down, right? Um, and it and it's due to the fact that the plants also, you know, are suffering from the um, uh, employee shortage. Right, where people can't go to work, and which in turn uh, uh, slows our supply chain down. Have you seen a major happens, rise in price? You probably paid more money for it.
0: Right. That's what Uh, I was going to see. If you had seen a a cost difference because you tend to buy in bulk, have you seen a big cost difference? Absolutely. Okay. Wow. Um, Okay. So we are talking kitchens today. I do want to go ahead and go to Jesse and Brandon, who has got a comment about, oh, man, some advice we gave him. I'm going to go ahead and duck. You guys take this one. Jesse, (laughs) are you with us?
3: I am. How are you this morning?
0: Very very good. What's going on?
3: Uh well I had called in uh I believe it was last week, asking about uh a tool recommendation between Cobalt and Craftsman.
4: Uh-huh.
3: Um ended up what I ended up doing is I got a couple of little small sets of each brand uh-huh. and tested them out side by side. Oh cool. and, and you guys were right, Cobalt really easy big well, big difference between the two
0: tell us the because difference what would you feel what would you see what was going on
3: um as far as how they felt in your hand uh they felt practically the same mm-hmm. but um uh as far i mean i put them through the ringer i basically went to a friend of mine who's a mechanic mm-hmm. and helped him take apart a car okay um <laughs> and uh Basically before they started getting a little bit of wear on them uh-huh. uh uh cobalt lasted the longest uh the craftsmen ended up going out way sooner a couple of ratchets even uh uh sockets even broke
0: Yeah yeah kind of blew out the uh, ratcheting part
3: Exactly yeah. and the uh but the cobalt no problems whatsoever they're still in perfect shape and just They just seem to be the better quality overall. And I also found, I didn't know this, that Craftsman is not Craftsman anymore. They're actually owned by Black & Decker now.
0: Right, right, right. And I did not know that. No, it's not a Sears brand anymore.
3: Yeah, so that may have been a difference. Right. Uh, But I just wanted to say you guys were right on uh, the recommendation on that. Thank you. Um, And my comment, I mean, my question today is Mm -hmm. um, my next big project is uh, I'm replacing the stove in my RV and one brand I've heard recommended, but I wanted to get y'all's opinion if you knew anything about it, was a brand called Furion. Uh, do you know anything about them and uh, just thought, overall thoughts or any other brands you might recommend? Uh,
0: that one's new to me. Guys, have you ever heard of that? Pam, you can't, uh, you no. can't nod at the at the radio. You have to speak.
1: I yeah, know. I'm sorry. No, I've never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, Jeff, <laughs> you've got an RV. What do you have in yours? Do you know?
2: You know what? I don't know. It, it it didn't break, so I don't know.
0: <laughs> right, yeah. um, and it's and it's different, Jesse. Um, let's see. I, I'm not sure what the brands are in in these. I have. I'm not sure at all. But I'm not accustomed to it. And I, if we I'll have, tell you this, yeah,
2: it, it's expensive. I know that. Really. So, yeah.
0: Okay, well, if someone is a pro out there with these kind of uh, RV refrigerators, number calls 877 MPB ring 877 672 7464. And uh, give us a call and uh, let's let Jesse know what the best uh, bang for his buck would be. All right, let's go ahead and take a break. It's time for our first break of the hour. When we come back, we'll talk with Carlos Lloyd from Kitchen Tune-Up. He specializes in kitchen remodels and ready to help with your projects. So get warmed up, get on the phone, ready to ask your question. If you've got a question, 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back
3: no matter if you use an app to start your car or still have a flip phone. Everyday tech can decipher today's technology for tomorrow's solutions. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB public media app.
0: You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, Ashy certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks, and our guest for the day is Carlos Lloyd from Kitchen Tuneup. Join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB ring. That's 877-672-7464, or send an email to fixit101 at MPBonline.org. Welcome to the show, Carlos.
5: Thank you, thank you. Glad to be here. So glad to join you guys this morning.
0: Yes, sir. But before we talk uh, kitchen tune-up, tell us about your handyman experience.
5: Oh yeah, so yeah, uh, long, long, long line of handyman work um, started out way, way back in in grade school, where I had a love for industrial arts. We used to call it a shop. Right, then. right. So yeah, yeah. So that, I love that it. Industrial arts. There. How cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, long time ago. That's what yeah. we used to call it. But, Teachers uh, always missing a finger. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it started then, and I've been man, I've been doing woodwork and um, fixing stuff and building stuff uh, my
0: my entire life. So I love doing it. Yep. Good deal. Uh, so tell us about Kitchen Tuna. What you do? Like what you know your your normal kind of day thing.
5: Yeah, yeah. So kitchen tune-up is a, a franchise system based out of Aberdeen, South Dakota. So mm-hmm. I purchased the um, Central Mississippi Territory uh, about a year and a half ago. So uh-huh. we do um, all things cabinets, um, and from from the kitchen to the closet to the garage to the bathroom vanities. Uh, but um, our, our number one service is the um, the tune-up, where we restore or recondition your current wood cabinets. So we bring oh. them back to life if they're worn. And um, we're we'll going and come in and um, use our proprietary cleaning process to purge them of all grease, debris, smoke, etc. Um, then we add stain or color back to whatever wood what species you had, would add that color back, and we apply a finish to it to um, make them like new. Uh, wow! Back to eighty-five percent to ninety-five percent of what they were before. And then if there's a part of the tune-up also is repairing any slides that are broken. You know, we see a lot of drawer boxes that are right just hanging on. Um, any hinges that are need repairing or replacing, uh, we repair that as well. So we basically tune up all things wood. So that's that's the number one service, but we go quite beyond that as well. So um,
0: that's we fantastic, Carlos. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. That's that's number one, and and and, and then if you have your, your cabinet construction is in pretty good shape mm-hmm. and um, you want to keep it, uh, we have services that meet every budget that allow you to keep it and give you a new kitchen. So we redoor new doors. Um, Well, we can change to go from um, outside hinges to concealed hinges, soft-closed hinges. Um, And you can change the color and the style with that. We do cabinet painting. Um, Again, opportunity to change the color and um, change the door styles. And then we do a refacing, which is a a really uh, cool project where you can totally change your look, meaning if you want to go from white to wood species or if you want to go from a wood color to gray the uh, right. proper colors you a shaker style a raised panel mm-hmm. um, we could change it up with a refacing where we basically give the cabinets a facelift so we mm-hmm. um, put panels on the side we put veneer across the fronts so of the cabinets um,
0: you know uh, that's... really
5: cool stuff um, which i have three of those going on right now which is, is wow. really really, really
0: cool. yeah that's fantastic now i want you to know that we have another person who does remodels on the show so he'll call you on anything you know Awesome. Is yes, <laughs> Now, um one thing I will say, the the cabinet tune-up thing is of a special that's that that's really neat to me because uh as a lot of you know, if you're going to one of the box stores or something like that and you go to buy cabinets, that that's that's really kind of uh if you buy the cabinets at the store, those are the cheapest cabinets they make right? Yeah. And and you'll find them in a lot of houses. You'll find those cabinets. But if you're someone who had custom cabinets made or nice cabinets with great doors that you love the design and everything else, this is, this is a neat service. I, I, I never even thought about this. I mean, I obviously I've thought of restoring cabinets before I've done that before myself. And, uh, it's not an easy job. It's not a fun job or a quick job. uh, so, uh, I, I can see how it might be better off as someone else's job. So,
5: <laughs> and we love to be at somewhere else, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> you agree?
1: <laughs> I agree. I painted my cabinet doors and now they don't shut. <laughs>
0: yeah,
5: right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 You saw people forget that when you put layers of paint on, you add the stack up, right? Right. Um, so, you're making things, you're shifting. Uh, your hinge um, contact point, so your reveals and your overlays vary. So yeah, if you paint them, you just added so many mils of paint to it, then um, right. it'll be hard to get, go back where they were <laughs> without changing some stuff. Yeah.
0: All right, folks. Number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, or you can send an email to fix it one hundred one at online dot org. I have a uh, email here. From this past week, okay, it's uh, Virginia sent in. She said, our wood deck is at least 30 years old. About 25 years ago, I stained it with an oil-based stain. Eventually, it looked faded and worn. Five years ago, I stained it again. I forgot about the oil-based stain the first time and used water-based stain this time. Of course, it peeled. Now, most of the water-based stain has come off. My handyman suggested I stain it using Rust-Oleum Rock Solid six times. What do you guys think, uh, Jeff? You want to give that one a crack? Okay, Pam. <laughs> what are you okay, thinking?
1: So now let's go to Plan B. Right. Yeah.
0: Okay. No, I'm back. I'm back. <laughs>
1: Here I am. You I had my no
2: microphone muted for some
1: reason.
0: Oh, okay. So what do you yeah, think, Jeff?
1: Jeff, I was thinking on something like that. You need to sand it down if you're going to do anything different. And then my question is, Jason, when you were reading that question, uh-huh. what does six times mean?
0: Uh, well, it just said uh, literally the word Rustolium, which is a brand name thing. Uh, Rustolium, rock solid six X. So it might be just six X
1: brand name. Because right. let me make a point here: uh-huh. if you come in with any type of a wood product and i see this on the exterior that's supposed to be um like a polyurethane or something if Uh you do that you only want to put it on once because it soaks into that wood Uh and if you come back and put another layer on top of that Uh it gets sticky oh because it doesn't adhere unless there's another type product out there that i'm just not aware of jeff uh, what do you, you think
2: you know i found <clears throat> with with if you're going to use a wood product pressure treated lumber uh-huh i honestly think it's better to just seal it and 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 then leave it alone i i've seen several of them that have been painted uh-huh. and it just doesn't work it 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 almost like it's it's almost like it's trapping the moisture inside the wood right uh pam you you know what i'm talking about you, I do, you've seen yeah. it
1: these rotten um, carlos you, have, you make this point it's got to be if you're going to paint it you better paint it on all six sides
0: that's right, right. yeah all six sides yep. of the board uh carlos do you have a thought in this have you worked with anything like that before
5: no, no, I don't, I'm, I'm going to stay in the kitchen.
0: Or okay.
1: The
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, Carla. man that knows know the strengths.
1: And I want to give a, first I want to give a shout out to Jeff, because this is how we met when he remodeled my kitchen for a reality TV show. Mm-hmm. And it's been yes. like 10 years, maybe Jeff, I don't Probably. know, seven years.
2: I felt better back then.
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs> Well, he did that remodel for this TV show, and we did it in 12 hours, and I'm not going to recommend that.
2: Right, right. (laughs) Me neither. That
1: was a crazy, crazy day. It was tough. um, I went this weekend, this past weekend, before I bought my peaches and bought all new cookware. Okay. Just upgraded because I love my kitchen. Jeff did such a great job with the remodel. Now, my cabinets don't shut, but that's okay. Uh, and that's not his fault. That's my fault.
0: Thanks, man. Right, yeah. That worked out great Appreciate for everybody. It. Right.
1: Yeah, I
2: did, did a great job, but my cabinets won't work. Job, but what we
1: did, and I don't know that we've talked about this, and I wanted to ask Carlos about it. We took a 1955 Merritt and O'Keefe oven, and, and I could restore it for $7,000. Oh, just? Or... I gutted it, refabricated the top, and put a brand new GE profile on top. So, when you look at it, it looks like a 1955 because I had all the chrome refinished. And then I used the interior oven part for storage. Uh But the top I cook on with gas. Oh, cool. wow look at and that and jeff did a phenomenal job of helping me get that into the kitchen and get it situated and then i bought a uh vent hood that looks like it's from the 50s i got it wow. of the folks you here in f- you
0: feel better now jeff
2: wow. yes yes good Much okay better okay <laughs> I, I thought for a minute i was gonna have to switch careers right feel vindicated
0: <laughs>
1: No, I highly recommend Jeff. He did a great job, and he was great to work with in some pretty crazy circumstances.
4: Well, there we go.
0: All right. Uh, Number to call, folks, is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. And you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Let's go ahead and go to another email. Um, A power ventilator. Now, this is going to blow your mind, Jeff and Pam. I heard about that, you know, the other day we were talking about the either on the top of your home, either having like a ridge vent, which is right along the very top where the roof bends. Uh, It's kind of like a a space up there where it leaves enough space for air to leave. Uh, There's another one, which is what a lot of us are familiar with. The whirly bird, that little turning vent thing on top of your home. Uh, The other one that uh, a lot of people talk about was a power ventilator that, that we had is, is, is a little controversial in the fact that some people don't recommend doing a power ventilator, and it might not work for certain situations. Had a gentleman send in, now get this, Theo sent this in the other day, and he said, if you configure your power ventilator so that it pushes air into the attic, then when it switches it on, it will both cool itself and the attic air. What do you guys think of that? Well, <laughs> okay, everybody, stop. All right, go for it.
2: And, and my, in my opinion, I am not a believer in power ventilators, nor am I a believer in the whirly bird type. Uh-huh. Um, for 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 a couple reasons, the life expectancy of your roof is let's let's call it 20 years let's call it 20 to 25 years yeah and that's stretching it okay
4: mm-hmm.
2: you're going to have a hailstorm. you're going to have a storm before you wear that roof out but nevertheless your power ventilator has a life expectancy of three to five years oh. your roof boot has a life expectancy of three to five so why would you put that on a system that has a life expectancy of 20 to 25 it doesn't make sense.
0: That's so a good point.
2: For for that one reason, other than they don't work, the the <laughs> I, I'm not going to use them.
0: Okay. I'm going
2: to use a continuous ridge vent. Has no moving parts. Right. And it and it vents your entire roof. A power ventilator is gonna is going to really and truly now with the pitch we have on these houses now. Mm-hmm. It might pull a hundred maybe 200 square feet, Pam, what's, what's your thought?
1: Well, I'm just still thinking about turning that son of a gun around and sucking air from the outside and pushing it into my attic. I'm like, why, no. why, why? I, I, yeah.
0: I, I don't know what
1: you're trying to do. What ventilation does is you're trying to get, um, houses all the time have have moisture and air in them, and you're trying to get it to get out. So I'm actually working against myself by pushing air. <laughs> well, especially my attic. I'm still especially
0: July kind of Mississippi air.
1: That whole well, yeah, I, no, I
2: don't it,
1: think I'm going to do it, that. I, I'm with Jeff. I think that bridge vent. Is, yeah,
2: but it makes sense. That power ventilator is sucking. Hot air out of that attic. You're replacing that hotter air with hot air from outside coming in through your through your um, through your vents, through, yeah. through your soffit vents, and through your gable vents if you have a gable. So the the theory works. The problem is you have you know two thousand, three thousand cubic feet of space up there, then and and you're using a power attic vent doesn't work. It's okay. not a big enough fan to pull enough air.
0: Okay. All right. Not heard that before, but that's, that's a good point. All right. you know Well,
1: and let me let me put this in here, too. You need to make sure that there is a vent. I went to inspect a house the other day. That's right. Ones. And we always research, you know, I want to look at it and see what the disclosure says. And this house, it said it had a whirlybird on it. So I got there, and I'm looking for the whirlybird. I got on that roof and I walked around and I was like, "There's no worthy bird up here." <laughs> There's no, there was no ridge vent, there no, was no power vent, there was
0: no vent. Maybe they were just trying to save their hot air.
1: Just, well, well,
0: what that
2: does in the long run, and and to the untrained eye, it looks like hail damage. It's actually a blister on that shingle. Really? Uh, yeah. So the shingles get so hot that they actually blister. And how you tell the difference between a blister and a hail hit? a blister will be almost perfectly round, uh-huh, just like a blister and it and it actually pops, and
4: mm-hmm. then a
2: hail hit will be jagged just like a you know a piece mm-hmm. of ice, so you can tell if you've got if you if you if you have blisters on your roof, the first thing I'm going to look for do I have adequate ventilation
0: interesting. Okay. All right, guys, we got to take a break real quick. It's time for another one. Uh, today, are uh, I promise we're going to look at your kitchen with Carlos Lloyd and, uh, and, and the rest of the folks. We'll have more with him, Pam, Jeff, and myself after the break. Stay tuned. I'm Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, host of AutoCorrect. If you're enjoying this podcast, try my podcast, auto Correct. We help steer you in the right direction with your car problems. Find me on any podcast platform or at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, Ashy Certified Inspector and Inspect It Like a Girl. And uh, Carla... Uh, sorry... Jeff Sammons. <laughs> Hi, Jeff. You still there? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jeff Sammons from Houseworks and Carlos Lloyd from Kitchen Tune-Up. If you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. Okay. We're going to talk some uh, going to talk some kitchens here. One of the things that I got a, a question regarding uh, uh, a fan. We talked about this with restrooms. Hang on just a second on the kitchen. Uh, On a recent show, Jeff, I think this is uh, towards you, but on a recent show, you discussed upgrading bathroom exhaust fans. Please tell me the brand you recommended. I was driving and didn't get to write it down, Sarah. Um, Uh, Sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's a Panasonic Whisper Quiet.
0: And why do we like this one, Jeff?
2: Well, it's 150 CFMs, meaning it moves 150 cubic Cubic uh, uh, meters of, of uh, cubic feet of air, right? And and you cannot, you will not hear it come on. Really? The only way you will know that fan is on is the switch is on.
0: No way. But it,
2: it actually works. Okay. So it's, it's a it's it's not cheap. Now it's, it's called a Panasonic Whisper Quiet.
0: Right. All right. So there you go. Uh, if you if you were looking for that. Sarah, there you go. Uh, let's go real quick to Roger and Florence about that roof ventilation thing, and then we'll uh, we'll go to Carlos. What's going on, Roger?
6: Well, just one last comment before you change subjects on the roof. Thirty-five year old house, uh, regular shingle roof. Nineteen ninety-two tornado replaced the roof uh, with metal roof, but uh, in the process, somewhere along in there, oh, they put a ridge. Uh, vent uh-huh. and when they put the metal roof on. Right. It had a turbine. So you can look up on the inside and you can see the hole in the sheathing there where the turbine used to be. But anyway, uh, I discovered that when they insulated above, it was a two-story house, above the, uh, the uh, second-story ceiling, in other words, insulated in the attic, mm-hmm. they stuffed the insulation all the way over to the the edge of the uh, 12 and 12 pitch uh, roof uh-huh. inside, and and blocks any and all ventilation from the soffits. Now the soffits were built properly with uh, spaces and screen right. openings. Nice, look just like soffits ought to look, but that air goes nowhere <laughs> because right. it's blocked. I've tried several things to. But it's difficult to get up there on the rafters and crawl around and try to re- do anything about it. Uh, in, in the meantime, I put in one of those. I bought a fan uh-huh. and mounted it reverse to pull air in the the uh, louvers at the end of right. this thing and push it out the top. <laughs> I understand that that's that that's just bringing air in, but I mean that's what soffits do. They bring air into the into the attic and and it goes out the the roof vent, but mine doesn't because my <laughs> soffits are right. blocked. What can I do about the blocked soffits? I heard of some stuff you can stuff down in there. I tried pushing some uh, PVC pipe, down, you know, but that's not right ventilation. What's the answer to my problem? Yeah, uh,
0: uh, now you've uh, the- w- a couple of guys have seen this. Jeff, uh, you've seen this?
6: Yes.
2: Well. They make a, oh, I'm thinking of the name of it. It's, it's, a, it's a black piece of styrofoam molded. Um, we use it in vaulted ceilings a lot, but I think it will work in your situation. Um, or you simply crawl back in there and pull the insulation back away from your, away from your, your soffit vent um, and, and put some kind of block right there. That will keep that insulation from falling down in that soffit. Um, This piece of black corrugated um, styrofoam works well. Um, But I think I'm going to try to reach my hand down there and pull it out. And uh, even if you just put a piece of cardboard there to block it from falling back down in there, uh, it would work. Either way would
1: work. Is it? Uh, blown insulation or is it a bat insulation
6: very heavy bat insulation heavy bat oh, yeah that's okay. that's tough yeah.
1: you might need to pull it if you go to the end and and pull it back but you've got to get it off of that soffit i think it's a it's like a baffle in it jeff that they would yes. there that's when you're the, doing that's an the word install, i was looking for yeah, it's a when you do the install, they'll do cardboard or a baffle to keep it from the blown insulation going over, but if you've got a bat insulation, my guess is that you could get to the end of that bat and just pull on it and it should come off that soffit.
2: You know, uh, apparently we need to invite all the people that are texting me now giving me the right verbiage on my phone. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs>
0: So maybe they need to be on the radio at nine
1: o'clock in the morning. Right. There
0: you Not go. Us. What All do right. they call it? A baffle. A
1: baffle. Okay. <laughs> ding, <laughs> ding, ding, ding. The home inspector got it. Go grab me a baffle, you
0: Roger. All right. Uh, let's keep moving. Thanks, Roger. We appreciate the call. Uh, we're talking, or we're trying to talk a little bit about uh, kitchens this morning. And one of the things that came up, one of the questions that came up, Carlos, uh, when you go for like a kitchen tune-up for like new cabinets or something. Is there, uh, is there another common trouble spot in the kitchen that needs attention whenever you, like, go into a home to do cabinets?
5: Yeah, 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 yeah. We see, you know, mainly the high-use areas, so primarily under the sink. Yeah, it's right, at the sink, under the
0: sink. Under the sink?
5: Yeah, can you hear me there? Yeah, so, yeah, they. Um, that's what we see, just a lot of the water damage. Um a lot of the um, the rails on the bottom of the cabinet were right above the toe kick.
4: Uh-huh.
5: Um, sometimes or a lot of times we change those rails out because they're they've rotted because of the water damage and just wear wear and tear from them. So um, yeah, yeah, that's we call it like a high traffic area. And then we also see above the stove. So if there are cabinets above the stove, there's a lot of uh, grease and debris that um, accumulated over those cabinets where we um, might have to do some cabinet modifications before we start. Um, 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 either refacing or redoing the cabinet. So, so yeah. So, so those are those are uh, really critical areas that customers really want them changed too. They want and and, and without having to install a new cabinet, right. they want, want us to just change the rail or change the style out to um, well, let to, me uh, tell you. He,
0: he kind of blew past this moment uh, or this this thought. But I'm serious. It was my very first. DIY goof up. You ready for this? I knew nothing okay. about any home improvement thing at all, but my wife at the time wanted the the kitchen cabinets painted. So I'm like, okay, okay, you know. So first thing I do is the wrong thing. I take all the cabinet doors off and just pile them in a corner somewhere, you know. Yeah. Of course, you never wow. find the right door again. But anyway. Exactly. But anyway, even more than that was I found some paint and it was decent paint, but I started painting before I put any 409 or anything on one of those doors, after it had, had some sort of grease on it. Anyway, yeah. the paint just goes right around that grease. It's yeah. just it, yeah. it, nowhere on it. So anyway, it's a big deal to k- clean kitchen cabinets very well so that they'll take a, something, you know?
5: That's right. Yeah, that's that's, a, that's a, you're, you're exactly right. So you, we have an all-purpose cleaner that we use, proprietary stuff that um, we use to clean the cabinets to make sure that, yeah, all of that, yeah that what we call mustard is off the cabinet before we start. You uh, call it mustard. Okay. Yeah. All the mustards
0: off the cabinet. Good for you.
1: I call it disgusting. Right. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. So one of the one of the things you guys like to talk about is uh you, you try to get things done and cleaned up pretty quick, right?
5: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we the tune up, you know, we we our, our time in and out is one day. So uh, we really? we have an 8 to 10 hours and we're done. Um, and so the redooring and the, uh, refacing can go from anywhere from two days to five days. But yeah, we're we're in and out uh, with what we're doing, um, time in the in the customer's home. So uh, yeah, it does it doesn't take us long at all for um, changing out doors or, or adding our refacing
0: material. So what's your uh, biggest? A lot call? of that's
5: done on the front end. So a lot of preparation on the front end also.
0: Oh, okay. So what's your biggest call? What do people call you about the most? Like when they call and they want something done, what is that thing?
5: Uh, yeah, it, I would say redoring and repainting is number one. So most people want a different look. They, you know, they just, they're just tired of their outdated, um, their outdated cabinets, and right. they want to bring them up to up to up to um, the day standards. So we'll we'll go in and we'll change the doors out, and uh, we'll paint the cabinet box uh, to match the same color as the the doors. And, um, and then we'd, we'd apply new doors with uh, concealed, soft-closed hinges. So, uh, so I would say that that's number one, um, is that people just want that new look and a uh, new, fresh-painted kitchen. And, and once we're done, it's, it's like, wow, we have hey a new Carlos, kitchen. Hey,
1: right. Carlos, mm-hmm. can you guys do, like, a reconfiguring of the interior of the cabinet? Like, I was looking—I have, a you know, this place where you open the door, and all my— baking sheets and cutting boards are in there and they're just all kind of haphazard i just toss it in there do y'all reconfigure those
5: yeah yeah great great question great question so yeah we we also install and providing install um, numerous types of cabinet organization systems so we we might do a blind corner optimization where we have a blind corner that's just been sitting there empty where you couldn't didn't store anything there we put a a system in to allow you to to pull out and and, and push in, if you will, um, and use that space in that blind corner. We we do roll out trays where we can um, have your pie dividers or pan dividers in in a cabinet where they roll out and um, you access, give you much functionality to use all your stored pans and bake, bake bake baking pans. And then, like if you have drawers, we do a lot of where. Um, Customers might have three drawers in a base cabinet where they want to put a cabinet door with a pullout. So we modify that cabinet. We'll take those those rails out of there and go in and add, um, add uh, rollout trays. So, yes, we do cabinet modifications. We we do additions with as peninsulas and uh, islands. And again, we take those out. So. So, yes, we we, we do all types of cabinet modifications to to better organize your system. We go in and add pantry systems, um, uh, Lazy Susans or um, Easy Susans. Yes, so um, several different opportunities to go in and make your kitchen much more functional, which we see a lot of people um, are wanting that nowadays. Um, You you just get tired of getting down on your knees and digging stuff out of the back of your cabinet. Right. Uh, so, so yeah,
1: we. Cook. Well, a lot of folks may be like me; they're not eating out as much right now for obvious reasons. So you're in your kitchen, cooking, and I tell you, I I jack up that uh, jazz music and I pull out my pots and pans and I go to town. <laughs>
5: yeah, 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 We make it a lot easier for you to do that and to <laughs> know what you have, really. I mean, so I yeah.
1: want one of those. Uh, I want one of those things that you pull out and it's got all the spices on it.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Spice pull out too. Yeah. In fact, we're putting, we're putting one of those in right now. Yeah. Uh, a really cool system. Uh, we, we actually, we, the project we have going on now, uh, is where we modified the, um, customers cabinets, upper cabinets above the, um, the microwave, above the stove. So you had a, she had a microwave above the stove and then she had a cabinet above the microwave. Um, so, and she had like these just, I don't know, the, the, the contractor went in and just put these blocks to fill the areas. So we took those blocks out of both sides of the microwave, and we put a wall filler spice pullout. So now on both sides of her microwave, she has these spice pullouts where she can pull out an excess of her spices right there above her stove. Um, which wall is
1: filler spice pullout.
5: pullout. Exactly. It's pretty cool. Yeah, wow. On both sides, on, on the left and right side of of the microwave above the stove.
0: The yeah, more names yeah. it has, the cooler it is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like a car. Okay. Uh, all right. I got to get to an email here. And by the way, if you want to send uh, or if you want to call us, it's 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464 or go online to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Okay. This one's going to be, a, this one's gonna be a, a toughie that I'm going to ask some different opinions of all of you. Okay. Uh, and it's something that I don't know if any of you know. Well, no, I don't. All right, so here we go. Uh, Laurie says, don't know if you can help with a riding mower advice. Might have to buy a new one. Okay. Looking for advice on what brand to buy. Looking for a zero-turn mower for home use. Lots of land. 10 to 12 acres. What are the top three brands? Reliability and local servicing are main factors. Price too, A good value more than just a low price. Okay, Laurie sent that in. So, uh, without without our fondren small engine repair guy here to tell us what those are in his opinion, let's let the other contractor pros give it a whirl. Jeff, I know you've got some land that you've had to uh, buy mowers for in the past. What are you using?
2: Yep, we sure did. Uh, I bought an X Mark had a, had a Kohler engine on it. a Very comfortable seat. I spent. Um, I don't know five five thousand six thousand dollars on it. Had a nice sixty inch cut. Uh-huh. Uh, very reliable, very good mower in my opinion.
0: I like the idea. You mentioned uh, the Kohler engine, which we've talked about on this uh, on this show. That there's a couple of uh, engines out there in the small engine world that just simply perform better. Uh, we've heard on this show, we've heard Honda, we've heard Kohler, we've heard a couple of others. Sure. Um, but uh, so, so anybody else got an opinion on this? Uh, Carlos, you ever mow down any yeah. land?
5: Yeah, I don't, I don't have 10, 12 acres. I have a little less than an acre, um, but I purchased a um, John Deere zero turn. Uh, I think it's a Z225 um, 10 years ago. And um, I think I might've had it serviced twice and um, she's, she's, she's running like a champ. So um, that's about all I can add on it to add to that. All
0: right. And Pam. Well,
1: Pammy hired uh, two, co- two high school kids, 17 and 18, and they're working <laughs> great. They don't require servicing. They, all they need is a check you know, right, every two right. weeks, and they work great.
0: Just put gas in the car. Like there we that, go. Man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Next time we have Andrew Hitchcock on from Fondren Small Engine Repair, we will get an answer for you. Actually, I may send him a note today and see if I can't get an answer. We'll put it on the next show. How about that? All right, let's move to uh, John and Madison. John, what's going on?
4: Yeah, hi. Uh, I actually called you guys a month or so ago about putting some decking in my attic, and I just want to let you know I got that I got that done. And oh, now cool. I'm uh, working on some uh, drawers in my kitchen that are kind of pulling. Some of them are like butter, um, but then other ones, there's this grinding. And I, I've taken them out, and I've sanded them, and I uh, guess I put them back in, and the I think it's the coasters that they're on, like the ball bearings inside. They're still grinding. And uh, I don't know if you guys have any kind of tricks for that other than just WD-40 or some kind of grease, or what should I be doing with that?
0: Okay, I'm going to let pros talk. So one of three of you go. Yeah, Carlos, what are you thinking? Yeah, one one one
5: question, question, John. Yeah, yeah, one question, John. Are they undermount slides or are they um, side mount? Uh, Side mount. Side Mountain, do you know if they're ball-bearing or or epoxy? Like, do you see little balls when you pull them out, little balls, several rows of balls I in them? I think that Not they're ball-bearing. They are ball-bearing?
4: I, I think so, because they're they're like wheels. And uh, go they... Go ahead, sorry. Oh, no, no,
5: no, I was just I was just repeating what you said. I'm sorry, go ahead.
4: I'm pretty sure they're ball-bearings. You pull them out, and it's like there are these arms inside of other arms. And, and they make ball-bearing sounds whenever you pull them.
5: Yeah. So, is there like a wheel at the front of the on the drawer, and then a wheel at the back of the cabinet, or is it just several balls along that slide?
4: That's no, it, it's it's um the arms have little balls inside, like that okay. keep them Encased. rolling. Yeah.
5: Yeah. So yeah, Sound like it's yeah. So it's definitely ball bearing, and and it, so with, it's catching on like scratching on one of the sides uh, when you pull it out.
4: I can't really tell, so i there might still be some wood on wood uh that I need to sand down, but I've kept sanding them and i I've gotten to where I don't think there's much of that wood on wood contact anymore, but um some of them you know the arms are so smooth, and then other ones they just sort of grind almost like there's like some residue from old grease left in it
0: interesting
5: yeah 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 we have a we have a um a little a a greaser we 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 spray on them to um to help you know give them some um lubrication um that would help with that but then i would check also just to check the alignment um top and bottom um so i don't know if you you got a leveler or something you can put maybe inside that on one of the um, when you pull the drawer out put it on the slide that's left on the inside and just see if it's level if it's tilted up or down um but sound like there's some alignment issues I, i would I sort of lean away from lubrication um although it will help but there's either some vertical or horizontal alignment issues that that is going to take some um troubleshooting to resolve um, because okay. definitely you shouldn't have that rub um, um i was in a, in a customer's house um, um last month and she had an issue with a drawer um kept when, when she closed it 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 actually just rolled back out so Ask her how long he's been doing it. She says since she's been in the house, and the house was built like seven years ago. And we come to find out that the saddle that they put in that the slides roll on were actually um, were out of alignment. So the builder built them, and they um, sorry about that. The builder built it, and um, and uh, they actually were were like had like a ten degree angle on them going into the um, into the cabinet. So we actually had to take the saddle out and in realignment. So. So,
0: well, Carlos, you're yeah. officially part of the show now because, uh, like Jeff each week, your phone rang during your yeah. answer. am <laughs> <laughs> so.
4: <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. It's
0: all right. Uh, yeah. uh, Jeff, yeah, I, I normally don't
2: side cut side. mine off, but I did this
4: time. Right. <laughs> Good you know, job. You
2: know back, back to this drawer guide, Carlos, mm-hmm. um, and I agree with everything you said, I, 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 think, I think what he's got is a drawer guide that's just wore out because um, 'cause didn't he say they had some age on these cabinets?
0: Yeah. And you know you know yeah. you know, you can yeah. buy drawer guides. Uh, sure. you know, they're that's not right. that costly. That's yeah. what
2: it sounds like to me, it's probably the drawer guides are just wore out. Yeah,
5: yeah.
0: All right, yeah. folks. He didn't getting... say
5: the balls are falling out. That's one way you could tell. That ball bearing is one of the balls that's that pop right. out of there <laughs> or there's a piece of metal or plastic sticking up where you just it's worn out yeah and that's definitely signs just you just got to take them out and replace them yeah
0: All right Carlos we're getting right to the end of the show here and uh, we talk about inspect it like a girl and uh houseworks all the time tell us how we can get in touch with Carlos
5: Yeah yeah so you can reach me at 6017500190 7500190 or you can check us out on um at kitchentuneup.com Um, as well as Facebook, kitchentuneup.com, Jackson, Mississippi. So, uh, yeah, uh, we'd love to work with you guys and help you out. Uh, All things kitchen, bathroom, vanities, we're here
0: for you. All right, thanks, Carlos. We appreciate it. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Liz Gill. For Pam Pibus, Jeff Salmon, and our guest today, Carlos Lloyd, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Jay White, and join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.